did you first develop your love for sports media? And when did you know this is something that you wanted to make a career out of? Yeah, well, yeah, early. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, I always <laughs> knew what I wanted to do. Say again? Can you remember that far back? No. Uh, I mean, I have to read my own bio. Um, I, you know, I, uh, the uh, last Republican that I voted for was Abraham Lincoln. So uh, we're, you're not talking to a spring chicken. Uh, you know, I've been around a long time. Well, at WFAN, 30 years. But I've, I've sort of like had nine lives because uh, – there was the TV portion of the career, and we did that for about 17 years and started in radio, but uh, then got into TV and did that for a while. And then 30 years, I mean, I, number one, I didn't even think I'd live this long, number one. Number two, <laughs> I thought long ago I'd be fired. Uh, you know, this is not false humility. I mean, you want to be good, and sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm not. But you really have to be lucky. And you could talk that to ten different guys uh, or uh, on how they got started in broadcasting, and you'll get ten different answers. But uh, and I started by calling in uh, to a program, and that was not my intention to get a job off of that. But uh, Joe Beningo at uh, WFN yep. started the same way, calling into the fan. And I started the same way uh, way back when, uh, calling into a talk show and getting my first job that way. Uh, I knew from uh, a really uh, high school that I wanted to come to New York. And if you were to look at my high school yearbook, uh, my graduation picture, it says Ambition, uh, New York sportscaster. Now, there are three kinds of New Yorkers. The native New Yorker, the commuter who comes in and out of New York to work, and then I'm in the third category, uh, the person who has New York as a goal, as a dream, as a destination. Uh, my goal was, you know, to come to New York, play Broadway, and even if I was going to fail, I wanted to try it. And um, got lucky. You know, you have, to, you have to be lucky. I don't think I'd be hired now. Now they hire interns when they used to have them, or they promote from within. They don't bring people in from out of town. Uh, unfortunately, I had a New York agent. He knew about WFAN starting. And uh, they hired me off of a... I was the very last hire at WFAN when it started because overnight they didn't know whether they wanted to repeat daytime programming, they didn't know whether they wanted syndicated programming or a live person. And uh, the agent that I had convinced <clears throat> them, oh, give this guy a shot, let's try it with a live person. And it had never been done before working midnight to six, an overnight sports talk show. Uh, and I was their very, very last hire. And, uh, again, you know, they had these other options. They didn't know what they wanted to pay anyone. I would have paid them, of course, but nonetheless, I was given the opportunity. And 
along the way, you got to be lucky. You want to be good, but you got to be lucky too. <laughs> so I've been both. Yeah, and it's it's been a, a long, prosperous career. You you said you had, you know, you were the last hire there, and you had told me a story one time about a guy who wrote an article about you. Can you share that story? Uh, well, there have been a few articles. I can't remember which one I might have. Uh, the one about style and substance. Well, talking about uh, you. Uh, oh yeah, right. Uh, when I first started at uh, WFA and Phil Mushnick. Uh, in the New York Post, you have a better memory, Greg, than I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm a couple years but, younger. That's right. Uh, yeah, a lot of brain cells are missing upstairs uh, with me. <laughs> There's no question about it. I I don't even remember when I did remember things. That's how long. Uh, that's how for. Uh, that's how long my memory has been gone. Uh, the uh, uh, Phil Mushnick of the New York Post, and he still does a uh, radio and TV column uh, in, in the Post. And WFAN back in 1987 was two weeks old, and he wrote about the station getting off the ground, uh, that it was something new, had never been done before, 24-7, with all sports, and, and he was writing about all of the people that were working there, what they were like. He had one line or two about me, and it was a two pages worth of everything that was then about WFAN being two weeks old in July of 1987. And he had one or two lines about me, and he wrote, and I still have a copy of this, He wrote, Steve Summers is the overnight guy. I give him two weeks, all style, no substance. And, of course, he was right about that. But the two weeks is soon to be 30 years. Yeah, so clearly he wasn't right about that. You you got style and you got some substance. You you are the only guy who literally writes out his monologues and just you know, can can recite them right on the air. It's incredible the way that you you work. You know, I've worked with you before, and and um, yeah, I'm, you know, he he was definitely wrong about you, Steve. And and it was that something that you kind of used as maybe bulletin board material. You had a little chip on your shoulder and say, hey, "I'm going to prove this guy wrong," or was just, oh, kind yeah. of, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to do yeah. my thing." Yeah, of course, um, all of us. And one thing we noticed about you when you were at WFN. Everybody that came into contact with you, and I want to get this in for your audience, we all think, and and I'm certainly one of them, that we all think of you as somebody with star quality and star power. And you're a young guy beginning your career, and if you so choose, you're going to have a long and prosperous career. That's what a lot of us at WFAN thought about you and still think about you as uh, somebody very, very special uh, trying to make and doing and making a uh, career with broadcasting. So uh, uh, we're all proud of you with where you are and what you're doing, and you're well ahead of the curve. And uh, all of us that came into contact with you at WFAN, and you helped me a lot. Uh, uh, You're one of those people... uh, that we would say has star quality, star power, and see nothing but good things about you. But uh, the bottom line is that uh, 
with the WFAN, you know, it's done very well, and I'm glad to be a part of the process. And all of us who work there have the same kind of work ethic that you do, and that is that you will put in the time and put in the effort and put in uh, all that you need to put in 24-7 to get the job done. And, uh, and yeah, when he wrote what he wrote uh, 30 years ago, and, again, I still have the column, I still have the article, and, yeah, I mean, uh, I did use it as motivation, and I think if you're competitive, even as a broadcaster, and you want to make a career, you got to go through ups, you got to go through downs, and even to this day, uh, there's plenty of people who probably don't like my work. Nobody gets 100% uh, favor, but I just looked at the ratings, you know, from the, the full rating book, and WFAN is number one from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., and that's when I'm on, so I'm very, very proud of that, uh, and that uh, the audience has... Uh, you know, been loyal to me as I have been as loyal to the station as I could be. So, you know, again, it's not false humidity. You want to be good, but you have to be lucky, too. There you go. And I appreciate the the kind words on that one. I, I really do. That means a lot. Um, and, and, yeah, that's whether you're competitive in life, sports, broadcasting, your career, whatever it is, you, you sometimes you're going to get those negative people, and you hold on to those like chips on your shoulder and uh, it just helps to drive you. So your nickname is, is obviously just a couple more for you, Steve. The, your nickname is The Schmoozer. How and when did that nickname come about? Because I grew up only knowing you as The Schmoozer when my dad would have you on at night, and then I would go to sleep listening to you. How did, you, how, how did that come about? Well, by accident, of course. See, this is the thing about whether you make it or not. You, know, you don't, never know. No matter what your approach is, or what your, you know, game plan is, or what your thinking is, you, you never know if it's going to work or not. And one of those, I don't know, three or four days into my career, uh, back in '87, uh, maybe it's like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and I just, you know, in taking a call, you know, just off the top of the head, tip of the tongue. I said, maybe we'll, uh, let's take Jim, and Jim is calling from Long Island. Uh, Jim, let's uh, do a little schmooze at 2.30 in the morning. I I mean, it came like that. I mean, it wasn't premeditated in any way. And then a couple of other callers brought it up. Hey, let's schmooze. I'm going to schmooze with a schmoozer, that kind of thing. And and it's a Yiddish word uh, for idle chatter. Uh, you know, just casual conversation, uh, nothing very heavy duty, but it, it wasn't really something that I thought, okay, I'm going to come up with this word and it's going to be my nickname or, you know, saying on the air one night, okay, everybody, I have a nickname and it's the schmoozer. Uh, I, in a way, I'm surprised not only that I have stuck around for 30 years, but that that n- nickname has uh, uh, stuck around for 30 years as well. So, yeah, you just can't plan anything. You hope that whatever you say, whatever you do, whatever your approach is, whatever your presentation is, that it works, and you can build an audience and build a career. So that's part of being lucky. 
Again, we're talking with Steve Summers of WFAN, the schmoozer, as we just heard the story behind the nickname. And, Steve, i got two more for you. What, what's your favorite thing about the business? You've been in it for, like you said, 30-plus years, actually 30 years exactly now since it started in 1987, and it is now 2017. What's your favorite thing about the business? Uh, well, obviously doing it. I mean, there's politics and, you know, there's a lot of egos uh, that you have to deal with, including your own. You don't want to get too much out of your own skin and, you know, you don't want to believe too many of the good things you hear about yourself. So I'm uh, usually somebody that thinks and dwells a little bit on the negative. I want to get better tomorrow. Uh, and the next day, and you're never satisfied. You can't just walk in and say, hey, I've been here 30 years. All I have to do is sit down to be uh, successful uh, and, and and do my job. No, uh, I, I, I take a day-to-day. You're only as good as what you did yesterday. Then you have to worry about today and tomorrow. But the most enjoyable thing is the fun and the excitement of doing it. Uh, everything else uh, is a little bit more leading up to that, where, whether it's preparation, you know, whether it's research, but it's all part of, you know, performing and doing it and being on the air and talking to people. And I have a lot of respect for the New York uh, audience, and that has been established because I've always had it even before WFAN started. I think sports matters here more than it does anywhere else. Uh, you have nine professional teams. You have college that everybody is concerned about. Uh, and all sports are covered. Uh, very knowledgeable fans, very passionate fans. You're one of them. Uh, and you're also very typical of what you find in New York, with fans from, you know, from New York who are fans of other teams that are not New York. Yeah, you see that a lot. But I think the most enjoyable thing is what you and I are doing now, and that's being on the air. You can't beat it, especially being in New York on WFN. I know you were nice enough to have me on your show for for five minutes when I was an intern, and uh, that literally made – uh, literally crossed off one of my my career goal checklists to be on the air with you. That was that was really cool, and working with you has been been you know awesome in the past. And I and I talked to Eddie Scuzzeri about coming back now that my full time job is is no more. So hopefully in the near future I'll be back there and and hopefully working with you once again. But last one for you, Steve. Can you give? I, I know you've given me plenty of advice, and and you were the one, and I always use it. What you said earlier on in the interview where you can talk to 10 different people in the industry, you get 10 different answers to be where they are. And I, 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 I spread, that's why, that's why I basically created this segment because I wanted to help people who were in my shoes just a couple of years ago, trying to figure out how do I get into the industry instead of going in and talking to and asking all these people, I wanted to give people an avenue to, Hey, I can listen to this, or maybe I'm going to put this into a book or something along those lines where people can get some ideas of really how to get into this industry and, and I know there's a bunch of different ways you can do it, and sometimes you've got to be lucky, just not good. But can you give my audience some advice on to how to get to where you are and to how to get to maybe where they want to be if it's a kid coming right out of college or deciding, hey, I want to get into the sports media career? Uh, that's a great question, of course. And 
Don't take no for an answer. If you're determined, it's all the intangibles, Greg. You know, it's your talent is, you know, inherent. You want to hone it. You want to work on it. You want to polish the rough edges. You either have it in your blood or you don't. Uh, and there's a lot of broadcasting instructors, uh, whether it's, you know, what, that you have to pay for or whether it's with a college or university. There's a lot of guys who gave up on their dream of actually making a career doing it uh, for one reason or another. Um, and uh, I would say the real talent, because talent is relative, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you can run for a public office and be so good at campaigning that you win what you want to win and the office you want to be in, um, and uh, then you make a bad executive. So I think what really is the talent in getting into broadcasting or almost any business is how determined you are and how committed you are to take no for an answer. In other words, you don't want to take no for an answer. And, and you're going to hear that a lot. I've heard it. I've been fired before many times in my career. That's why I say I'm like a cat with nine lives. You have to be lucky. I know what it's mm -hmm. like to sign an unemployment check. I know what it's like to sign an autograph. But I think what is the common thread with anybody in any business trying to begin a career is not to take no for an answer. Whether it was Phil Mushnick giving me two weeks and a number of bosses when I was your age and even older telling me, you know, try something else, you're not good enough. All of these things can set you back and set you on another course. But if you are determined, and if you are committed to making a career in a very transparent business, you'll get to where you want to go. And it's not how you begin a career, it's how you finish it. Sometimes you have to retreat one step to gain two. I, I worked in small markets. I thought I would never see a dream realized of coming to New York. And in all the years I did TV, I tried to get here to do TV, and that wasn't happening. And I would think many times during the course of the career, in and out, the good times and bad, that I would never get to where I wanted to be, where it mattered to me. And that was New York City. And it took me 22 years, I often say to people, that if you fly from the West Coast to the East Coast, it's about a six-hour flight. Well, that flight took me 22 years. So the mm -hmm. bottom line is you don't give up. You don't take no for an answer. You stay the course and believe as much as you can. And there are moments when you doubt yourself, when you say, hey, wait a minute, maybe I'm not good enough. My mother wanted me to become a shoe salesman. I told her I didn't have a foot fetish. My father said, maybe you should try real estate. And I said to my father, real estate? I can't pay my rent. So the bottom line is, even those people close to you, even those people that love you, even those people you grew up with, 
are all saying, you know what, maybe uh, the message is clear, you got to try something else. But I'm proud that I didn't give up because it's been all worthwhile. You and I don't want to be bank tellers. We don't want to run no, a grocery store. You know, it's very dangerous, this kind of business. But that's what makes it challenging, and that's what makes it all worthwhile when you can get to where you want to go and have fun doing it. That's the biggest thing. And then, and you had mentioned basically the steps that I'm at right now where I almost feel like now losing that full-time job that maybe I have to take a step back and maybe go to a small market, do something else, move away from New York to end up getting back there. I mean, I hope it doesn't take 22 years like it took you, but oh, no, it won't. Time, no, no, it won't. And I'm interrupting you because you have a lot more talent than I do. And I, 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 I think you're, you have a great sense of humor. You have a terrific personality. Uh, you cross all the T's and dot all the I's. You know how to do research. Now, you know your stuff. There's no question about it. Uh, no, no, no. The opportunity will be there for you. Um, and, and I know you're driven. I know you're committed. I know enough about you that you will get to where you want to go. You just don't know when because it's always the unknown. But that is also part of the danger and part of the excitement, like walking a tightrope with no net below. So you'll get to where you want to go, and you're ahead of me already. You're ahead of most broadcasters already. It's all about reps. It's all about doing it. And um, everything is in front of you. Everything is, in, uh, is ahead of you. So, you know, I'm more than flattered that you had me on today. And someday when I grow up, I'm going to say, you know, I used to know that guy. <laughs> You'll still know me by then, and maybe we'll be working at WFN together because I know you're not going to leave that place until you die. <laughs> and I've, I've died many nights already on uh, <laughs> uh, doing programs that I, I felt like dying. Uh, but then, nonetheless, you know, that's probably where, where you will be. If that's where you want to be, you know, you might want to do play-by-play. You might want to do some TV. You always want to keep every option open because it all adds to you, the person. It all adds up uh, in a career. So, no, definitely radio, certainly television, whatever you can experience all comes into play. Uh, as you move along forward in your career. And if you ever want to talk to Chernoff and, and have me come on with you at some point, we'll, we'll host a show together. That would be just fine with me. We don't need Chernoff for that. <laughs> I run the show. Steve, there you go. There you go. I, that would be great. Steve Summers, thank you so much. You honestly are, are the guy who got me into sports. Uh, talk radio and got me into this industry you were a real inspiration to me and you really took me in as part of the family when I, I started at WFAN which was a dream come true that I got to work there and, and hopefully we'll work there with you again uh, and I, I really enjoy talking to you and I'm glad I got to see you the other day and I'm really glad that we got to do this today thank you for the kind words and and everything you've done for me in my career and the and the confidence and the belief that you've had in me since we've met basically well I, I can't thank you enough uh, for all the help that you, uh, 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 you know, you gave me a tremendous amount of help when, when you were there, as you did with the others. 
I wish you lots of luck. You know that. We'll talk very soon, I'm sure. And what an honor and a real pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on today.